Can we give it up to the band here, please, and thank you? And can we give it up to our team in the back room this morning as well? And um, I really mean it. I'm very grateful for our teams this morning, uh, people who can roll with the punches and how things change uh, in a blink of an eye. I'm very grateful for that. Do you remember in September when Kim and I began our Monday morning series and it wasn't supposed to be Kim and I who began our Monday morning series? Do you guys remember that? Uh, that's pretty much today as well. We're doing that again. Like this is take two. Uh, and we had scheduled, it was going to be Kim and I opening up the series. Uh, but then late last night, I got a text message from Kim who is feeling symptomatic and, or showing signs uh, and feeling sick. And so she stayed home. Uh, Brent as well gave an email this morning that he was not going to be able to make it today because he too is showing signs and isn't feeling well. Uh, and David and Maya are first uh, time here this semester as freshmen, first time in the back booth. Uh, Rob, who has been in the back booth, but this is the first time on the soundboard. So these people are like rolling with the punches and faithful, and I'm very grateful for that. So can we give it to them? Kayo and his team, it's like 10.30, right? 10.40, we're getting in here, and it's like dark, and there's nothing set up and ready to go, and you guys were awesome, so I'm grateful for that. Okay, so we're going we're gonna to do a repeat of September, beginning a series. You're stuck with me. It was supposed to be Kim and me, and so you're stuck with the worst half here, and uh, we're going to start a brand new series this morning that I'm really excited about, and I'm going to open up our series and hopefully prime the pumps for you and... Um, Get the the soil ready to go uh, for what I believe God wants to do this semester in our Monday morning chapel series. They were fire last semester, and I believe they're going to be fire again this semester. So are you with me on this Monday morning? Yeah, are you with me? Good. Okay. So we are going to look through the book of Joshua this semester on Monday morning. We're going to look through the book of Joshua, and we are going to journey through Joshua, an encouragement in our journey of obedience. So that's the Monday morning theme. And what's really cool uh, in previous years is we've been able to take our Monday mornings in the second semester, and we've been able to give opportunities to our senior class students, a handful of our senior class students, and have, give them the opportunity to stand here and have the privilege and the responsibility and the weight <laughs> uh, that the Lord places on those who preach uh, but the really cool opportunity to speak and to share it to their peers. And so we have a handful of students that are going to do so. We weren't able to do this last year because of COVID and because of the cohorts and the way things worked. It just wasn't able to happen. And so here we are two years later. We're going to start it up again, and I'm really looking forward to it. So I'm going to, I'm going to open up Joshua for us today and really just set our students up, hopefully, uh, for the next, wow, what is it going to be, eight weeks or so, couple of Mondays off that we'll have with family day and reading week and semester or midterms and stuff like that. But if you have your Bible, I want you to open it up to Joshua chapter one. And if you don't have your Bible and you got your sword, still open that up to Joshua chapter one. We will have uh, some of the verses up on the screen, but then as we kind of work through it, I want you to have the scripture in front of you because we're not always going to have that scripture up on the screen, Okay. So uh, a little bit of backstory here before we get into Joshua 1. There were two spies that Moses sent to what land? Come on, say it louder. Yes, there we go. Canaan, good. There were two spies. What were the names of those two spies? 
Joshua and Caleb. Okay, great. Awesome. So Joshua, one of the spies, more like a scout. They weren't these covert operators who like were spying in with binoculars. They were scouting out the land. I like the word scout a bit more. Uh, And they were checking in on the land. There was 12 spies that went. They came back. There were 10 spies who uh, did not believe that the Israelites could go in and take over the Canaanites and take over the land. And there were two spies that believed, two scouts that believed they could, and that was Joshua and Caleb. And because of their lack of faith, the 10 others, not Joshua and Caleb, because of their lack of faith, there was a result that took place. Does anybody know what the result was for those spies and the nation of Israel? 40 more years in the desert that they wandered, that they wandered. Promises that God had made to the people of Israel, but because of their lack of faith and their disobedience to his word, that they had to wander and face the punishment. So let's even like reverse back a little bit further. Back to Abraham in Genesis chapter 12. God met with Abraham and he established a covenant with Abraham. This covenant of love, really, this covenant of promise, this covenant of establishment. And he says in Genesis 12, to your offsprings, I will give this land. And he's talking about the land of Canaan. So there's this covenant promise that God makes with Abraham, ultimately his people, that he's going to have multiple descendants, that he's going to make a great name for them, and that they're going to be established in this land of Canaan. So there's the Abrahamic covenant this lasting dynasty that was going to take place through Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. Then there's another covenant that took place on Mount Sinai with who? Moses. There we go. Mount Sinai with Moses, which is different than the Abrahamic covenant. Okay, Abrahamic covenant is this promise that God gave to Abraham and his family line that he was going to be his God, that they were going to be their children, his children, that he was going to make them great, and they were going to have this land no matter what. This is the promise that I give you. And the Mosaic covenant was conditional. It was these blessings from God that were promised to them that related to their obedience to the law of Moses. It says in chapter 9 of Exodus, Now if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all nations you will be my treasured possessions. Although the whole earth is mine, you will be for me a kingdom of priests, a holy nation. These are the words you were to speak to the Israelites. And so Moses went back, summoned the elders of the people, and set before them all the words the Lord had commanded him to speak. Verse 8, the people all responded, We will do everything the Lord has said. Did that happen? (laughs) No, that was prior to the 40 years of wandering. That was prior to the lack of faith of being able to take over the Canaanites. That was prior to uh, Moses striking the rock uh, and getting water out of it rather than just speaking to it. And all this disobedience that took place resulting in an entire generation plus not getting to enter the promised land. But this covenant through Moses was created on the basis of an oath that promised between two parties that if one was to follow it, they would receive the blessings of it. And if one was to not follow it, they would receive the punishments of it. Okay? So Israel's obedience was dependent upon God's blessing. Sorry, the blessing of God was dependent upon Israel's obedience. If they disobey it, then they receive God's punishment. Okay, so now we're beginning to hear back to Joshua. Okay? 
Here we are now with Joshua, one of the two good spies. Moses has now passed away. The leader of Israel for so many decades is now passed away. And the people, <clears throat> when, when under Moses' leadership, when they were afraid, Moses would calm them, right? He was the one who would speak on behalf of the Israelites to Yahweh, to God. And so when they were afraid, Moses would calm them and he would bring leadership and care. It says in Exodus 14 that Moses answered the people, do not be afraid, stand firm and you will see the deliverance of the Lord. The Lord will bring to you today. The Egyptians you see today, will, you will never see again. So this language of do not be afraid, do not be afraid the Mos- that Moses speaks over the Israelites. Maybe a little bit of a precursor of what we're going to hear in Joshua. As well, Moses, God used him to uh, quench the thirst of the Israelites. There was a little bit of disobedience in how that happened. Moses struck the rock rather than just speaking to it. But either way, the Lord gave Israel water so that they could quench their thirst. He also used Moses' prayers to to work through Moses to feed Israel with manna and quail. And so Moses was a great leader for Israel. And now he has passed away. And the mantle is being transitioned to Joshua. And so in any season of transition, there's always uncertainty of the validity of this person. Are they competent? Are they capable? Are they going to be as good as the leader previous? I have this relationship and this trust established with this previous leader. Is the new leader really going to be able to hold the mantle? like the previous one did. And most of what uh, Joshua does, and we'll see in the first few chapters here, is very Moses-like. And when you see specific instances repeated by another character, it establishes the validity of that character, the competency, the qualifications. So most of what Joshua does is very Moses-like. Uh, we'll we'll read into the fact that he has called the Israelites into obedience to the law of Moses. Moses did that as well. Joshua 2 sends out spies into the land, just like Moses did when he sent out the spies. This time it goes a little bit better. They cross the Jordan River, just like they had crossed the Red Sea. And so there's these moments of establishment, the validation of Joshua as leader of Israel, okay? And so this book, Joshua, It really is a book about leadership, about godly leadership that we can glean from today. The writer establishes Joshua's leadership, that leadership success, that leadership isn't primarily, or sorry, that leadership is primarily not just about competency, but about character. So in the midst of seasons that, that look different than expected, or when people who are close to you let you down, how a leader responds to that person. Uh, In seasons where uh, hope is deferred, how does that leader rise up in a situation like that? We're going to see examples of that take place in the book of Joshua. Leadership is primarily about the character of a person, not solely their competence. Leadership is about faithful obedience through a variety of easy and difficult circumstances and seasons. Leadership is about making the right decisions, even if it means that they are the harder ones or the unpopular ones. And we'll see this in the book of Joshua. It's also a book of promises. That when you lead, you're not leading on your own. 
That's the greatest promise in this book. But as we lead, we're not leading alone. You can be assured that the Lord is with you. And when you're faithful and obedient to God's plan, his blessings will follow. It's a promise that we have. So do not be afraid. The Lord will be with you wherever you go. The Lord is our true source of strength. Amen? Amen. Let's open up to Joshua chapter 1. It will be on our screen. But keep your Bible or your phone open throughout this, okay? Joshua chapter 1, 1 to 9. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert of Lebanon, from the great river of the Euphrates, all the Hittite country, to the great sea on the west. No one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Amen? Amen. So the nation of Israel, they are camped in the plains of Moab, just east of the Jordan, about to enter into the land of promise that God had promised centuries ago, years and years, hundreds of years plus ago. They are now there. They they have uh, gone through the passing of their leader, Moses, and so they mourned for about a month uh, on the passing of their leader, Moses. And now is the time that they are going to enter in the anticipated arrival of the promised land. And it says in verse 2, get ready. It says, get ready to cross the Jordan. Uh, And man, that would be quite the feeling. It it was all younger generations, right? The, The older generations had passed in the wandering of the 40 years. And so it would have, of course, because of the covenants with Abraham and generations passed down, it would have been the younger generations, 40 and under, that would have been entering the promised land. And there would be this like, whoa, this is what my parents and my grandparents and great-grandparents have been talking about for years and years and years. All those walks in the desert and all those nights in our tents and, you know, the, the fire leading us in the evening and the cloud leading us during the day Oh, all of these like, you know, food in the morning and quail taking place and water from rocks and all of this, like all of a sudden coming into a place of fulfillment and completion would be kind of exciting, right? Like that anticipation would be really cool in what we think it would be. (laughs) And we'll read and find out throughout this series of what really takes place. But the Lord says, get ready, ready yourselves, because you're about to cross the Jordan River into the land that I'm about to give you. I will give you every place where you set your foot as a promise. 
Isn't that great? The battle is already won. Amen? Like, every place you set your foot, I am going to give you. The battle has already taken place. It is already won. His people were going to possess this land. There was work to be done still. There was obedience to follow through in. But the battle is already won. It's the same for our lives, right? The battle is already won. Christ has already defeated death and reigns above true and all victoriously. He has made a covenant with his people, but there is still obedience to follow in, right? The battle is already won, amen? But there's obedience to step into here on this earth. And as we are faithful to that obedience, we will receive God's blessing. And if we are unfaithful to that obedience, we will receive difficulties and trials. Well, we'll receive trials anyways. But we can receive blessings within the trials and punishment in our disobedience. So God has a plan from the beginning. God has a plan. That is what is established here. Get ready. You are going into the promised land. So God has a plan. Establish yourself. Get ready. You're going to go. Wherever you step foot, this will be the land in which I give you. And so God has a plan. And like the well-known theologian says, God's plan, God's plan. I can't do this on my own. A, no, A. Any of you know what lyrics I'm singing? The great theologian Drake, right? God has a plan. And he says, I cannot do it on my own. Just like Joshua, just like us, we cannot do it on our own. Man, who would have known in that, in that song, eh? Don't listen to the rest of it, just those two lines. <laughs> we cannot do it on our own, and that's why God made a promise. He has his plan, told us to get ready, but he has also made a promise. In verse 5, no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. What a promise, eh? God's promise that he will never leave us nor forsake us. Can we recognize God's commitment in this? Like he has committed himself full well to his people. He has committed himself full well to us as well that we can stand firm on these promises that he makes, that he will never leave us nor forsake us, that his presence has gone before us, his presence is with us. Verse six says, be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Those words, be strong and courageous, is well known for the book of Joshua, right? But those words are actually said prior to the book of Joshua. Did you know that? Prior to this chapter where it said like four times, prior to it, the Lord actually spoke it to Moses who then relayed it to the people of Israel. This is another place in which the Lord, the author of this book, of course, ultimately the Lord, is establishing Joshua's leadership. Deuteronomy 31 says, Then Moses went out and spoke these words to all Israel. I am now 120 years old, and I am no longer able to lead you. The Lord has said to me, you shall not cross the Jordan. 
The Lord your God himself will cross over ahead of you. He will destroy these nations before you, and you will take possession of their land. Joshua also will cross over ahead of you, as the Lord said. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. And so what the Lord is doing is he's establishing again in Joshua his his plan, his promises, his authority. His spirit is with him. And that the nation of Israel ought to follow the leadership of Joshua. That be strong and courageous. Uh, Hebrew word for strength is, if I pronounce this right, kazak is this embodiment of like a divine strength. It's not just like an emotion that you just muster up and like you just kind of do something that you're afraid to do. Like we talk about bravery and courage, right? It's not the absence of fear, but it's just, it's having the courage to fight through that fear. And we kind of muster up the emotions and the strength and feeling to conquer that fear. That's what we often perceive as strength and courage. But here it's this spiritual tenacity. It's this divine strength and courage that only comes from the Lord, that only comes through our obedience and willingness to submit ourselves before him, to know his words, to know his precepts, to know his promises. In Hebrew, rak kazak, kazak amadis, is an ancient Hebrew war cry. That's that be strong and courageous. It's an ancient Hebrew war cry. And that's what they're doing in this passage and we'll see at the end of this chapter. Be strong and courageous. It's like the Lord is ours and we're following him. Be strong because the Lord has gone before us. It's the spiritual, holy, divine empowerment. Not that we muster up on our own, but the Lord gives to his people stating that the battle ahead is not just a physical one, but it is a spiritual one. Same for our lives, right? The battle that we have in front of us is not just physical, but it is spiritual. It's a reminder that it's the Lord's battle and it is already won. Amen? God's plan, God's promises, and then God's provisions. God's provisions says in verse 7, Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law on your lips always. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Remember that covenant with Abraham? Establishing love, commitment with Abraham and his in his family, then that covenant with Moses, that dependent upon your obedience, the blessings will flow. There's the duality in God's promises here. I will be with you wherever you go. Assured, promise of that. But you need to step out in obedience and faith according to my law. Keep it upon your lips. Meditate on it day and night. And if you do so, then you will receive my blessings. Then you will be prosperous in all that you do. Do not be afraid. You cannot do it on your own. But I will be with you. I will give you the strength you need. It's not only physical, it is spiritual. And the battle's already won. Amen?
Okay, so before I go, before we go, I want to let you in on a bit of what's going to take place over this semester. We're going to talk about the crossing of the Jordan, and we're going to have Brad Lindout, our student body president, is going to speak about crossing the Jordan River. Yeah, that'll be in a week from today. In a couple of weeks, we're going to talk about uh, Joshua chapter 6 and the fall of Jericho, and Jen Warner is going to be preaching on that passage. Then we're going to go into Joshua chapter 7 on Achan's sin, and Riley is going to be preaching on that passage. The difficult topic of what happens when we're disobedient to the Lord, when sin is in our lives, and how unrepentant sin can ruin our lives, uh, and then how we can really truly reconsecrate ourselves before the Lord. Uh, Then we're going to go into how AI was destroyed, and Daphne, John, is going to be the one who preaches on that where we need reminders through times of darkness and that we can be thankful, which can help us bring us through a lot of difficult circumstances. We're going to talk about the Gibeonite deception and Nathan Johnson's going to be preaching the word that morning. Uh, We're going to continue on into some really uh, interesting and challenging passages in Joshua about all the, the battles that took place and the land that was taken over and how that happened and some ones that will really test us in how we look at God's word and how God purified the land and the inhabitants. And Kamini is going to be the one who is going to preach out of Joshua 10. And then we're going to hear about the other good spy, Caleb, and his faithfulness. And our good friend Colby is going to be the one who is preaching out of there. And then we'll finish the semester with a surprise staff member that our senior class is going to select, and they're going to talk about legacy at the end of the year. And it's going to be wonderful, and it's going to be really good. So would you stand with me? God has a plan, amen? He has given his promise, amen? And he will provide upon the faithful obedience of his people, amen? And I want to finish with this, okay? And then I'll pray for us. This is funny to me. This is why I want to finish it here. Okay, so verse 10, Joshua ordered the officers of the people, go through the camp and tell the people, get your supplies ready, right? Get ready. Three days from now, you will cross the Jordan here to go in and take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you for your own. And this is how the people responded. I love this. And they answered Joshua, whatever you have commanded us, we will do. And wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we fully obeyed Moses... So we will fully obey you. (laughs) Only may the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. Whoever rebels against your word and does not obey to it, whatever you may command them, he will be put to death. Only be strong and courageous. What a setup, eh? (laughs) A setup of the reality that we need the Lord in everything we do. We could be as hopeful or full of vigor but we know the story and the drama that entails. And so can I encourage you this semester as we go through this, realize one, we need the Lord. And he does, he has a plan for us. And he has a promise to be with us. But his blessings come through a faithful obedience to his word. Jesus, may that challenge be ours this semester. That we would know full well that we can stand upon your promises, 
and your word, the plan that you had for the Israelites, the plan that you have for our lives, we can stand firm on the belief and the truth and the promise that you are with us. And we acknowledge we need you. But Lord, would you convict our hearts too that your blessings do come through a relationship of obedience? And would this journey that we go through Joshua be an encouragement towards obedience to you every day? Lord, I pray that we would meditate on your word day in and day out, that it would be on our lips, that we would talk about you and your love and your promises on a very regular basis. We thank you for your spirit. We thank you for your love and your name. And everybody said, amen. God bless you. May you are dismissed.